Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 99 of Murphy's Law. This is Charles Murphy hanging out, as always, with Charles Villanueva. We're back to talk all about the crazy Matrix Resurrections trailer, some news about the Shang-Chi box office and how it's affected some other films, and a couple more tidbits before we close out the day. Before we get going, let's check in with Charles and see what he's up to. Um, Pretty slow week, week uh, weekend because... Uh, I've just been watching stuff from Disney that we have to do for work that I cannot talk about yet, but I should probably I should be able to talk about them um, next week. So I'm excited to talk about the one particular thing that I'm watching was pretty dope. So yeah, what about you? What's up with you? It's pretty crazy. Uh, last 24 hours, I'm I'm still battling whatever sickness it was that I had um, last week, and then we took off to go camping and. About 30 miles out from our destination, we lost the brakes on our truck, uh, which when you're towing a 7,000-pound camper is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, but we, we made it. We're here. Now we got to spend a whole day uh, wasted on getting our vehicle repaired instead of doing all the stuff we wanted to do. But, you know, whatever. That's fucking crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm glad nothing happened to you, but you just told me, like, before we recorded that you fucking drove five, 30 miles without a fucking brakes. <laughs> Without really functional brakes, yeah. They work just a little, just enough to slow the thing down. Um, but if we would have had to do a, a quick stop, we'd have been screwed. But where we were, um, as we were going camping, sometimes you end up in the middle of nowhere. There was no shoulder on the road. There was no place to stop. It, was, it wasn't it was a good situation. How do you, like, prepare for a turn? Like, are there any sharp turns there? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of windy, a lot of real windy shit that we were going through. So... It was um, start hitting the brake by putting it all the way to the floor um, <clears throat> well before the turn. There's there's something with the pressure and the brake pedal is what the problem is. So um, you don't get any, any give back like you're supposed to. And I have no idea how to fix vehicles, so I couldn't even begin to say what it is. But it was definitely um, start slowing down like a half mile or so before you had to hit these curves. Thank yeah, God for that, Google Maps. Yeah, you got to get that fixed. Yeah, it seems like it's an important thing to fix. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe it's not. All right, what do you have for this week? I guess the big news of the week was the the big Matrix Resurrections trailer. I know that I just watched it finally before we recorded. I didn't have time to get to it all week. Um, with school going on full, full swing, I kind of, uh, time has been limited, and I forgot to get back to it when I got home. Uh, I know you, when I talked to you about it, you said, man, it looks, you know, like old because all the, the Matrix stuff, which was so cool in 1999, uh, is still 1999 and now it's 2021. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily like that, but it, it the trailer is cool, but there's something about seeing the Matrix so polished because back in 99, things were still kind of analog, so it still had its film quality to it and whatnot, so it, it truly felt ahead of its time now when you're watching the trailer in 2021 where every effect every cool special effects effects thing you've seen a million times in the past fucking five years yeah some of that you know magic just just doesn't like come through and uh, i don't know like it's a good trailer but when i was watching i was like man this even the logo is kind of it's, it's still kind of like it's too it's too nice, if that makes sense. I, again, it's not it's not a valid sort of criticism. Like it's not it's not fucking the the Wachowski's fault that you know 
they did so much to change the industry now now that right. now that there's nothing left to do it's like that's it, not their fucking fault but it does kind of feel like that and and i'm also i don't like how keanu just looks like john wick i mean it, it's I, I i forgot who posted it, but someone someone said like oh crazy keanu looks like a keanu character it's like no that's not really the case though it's like that is his exact fucking look with john wick and there are shots in the trailer where Neo is in like a like a t-shirt. It, it it really works. But once he starts wearing that suit, that John Wick yeah. sort of, you know, suit, and then it then it feels like John Wick. But if he was like, you know, long-haired Neo, bearded Neo like in a, you know, in his sweatpants or like fucking, you know, in tank top, it's not going to feel like John Wick. But once he puts on that suit, it's fucking John Wick, but yeah, I I like seeing Oh my god, I loved seeing Jessica Henwick so fucking bad. I think I think she's the best part of the trailer. Yaya who Yaya Abdul Mateen who confirmed that he was Morpheus looks pretty fucking interesting. Um there's a shot that we're that kind of feels like should have been in watch in, in the HBO Watchmen where it looks like Morpheus getting disintegrated with with, with really fucking nice special effects. Um, yeah. It was nice seeing um what's his name from Mindhunter at the end of the the episode, Jonathan Groff. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious what his role is here. I, 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 I'm seeing some theories sort of say that, you know, maybe Neo in this version is like a like a tech mogul. And that, you know, everyone in the Matrix is try, try, trying hard for him not to remember what happened before, which I thought was interesting. So, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. And again, going back to the, to the sleekness and whatnot. There's a shot in the trailer where Morpheus and Neo are training, and then Neo does this like cool explosion thing in the, in the, in the dojo. It yeah. looks it looks like a shot from the Snyder Cut, like <laughs> like it's in the middle of a lake. It's like it's like the lake where Martian Man- Manhunter shows up. It has that sort of quality to it where it's just so CGI and not mm-hmm. as you know. Not as like magical as, as it was like you know twenty years ago, but again it, it it looks cool. I'm gonna watch it again as soon as it's available for me. So I can't wait to see it. But the trailer is I'm very mixed on that trailer. I, I my favorite I guess theory about what's going on is that they've convinced Neo that he was an, an a movie star in a film series called the matrix and then that guy at the end is his agent telling him that he's going they're going back into the matrix to Mm. film another matrix film um so so very meta like yeah that that that's pretty that'd be all right um yeah and then as you you get the idea because that guy at the end did have like that little bit of hollywood yeah almost like a little less grossman to him right yeah which is a blown opportunity. If they were going to do that, they should have just brought Les Grossman in. There, there is some sort of it's a weird fucking effect there when Trinity is fighting the cops. There, she does this like punch, and then the camera just sort of you know it shakes, and it feels mm-hmm. very fucking YouTube fan film student film. <laughs> it, it had that sort of quality. Again, it, it, these are the Wachowskis. They, 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 they've done so much for action cinema and whatnot. So it is sort of, I guess the bar is just so high for them because they've fucking changed so much. They've done so so much cool shit that, you know, when something isn't as cool, it's sort of like, oh, wow, why, why, why does it look like that? So again, it's sort of a double-edged sword for 
what Lana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski did all those years, but I'm excited to see what they have. The thing that's blown my mind about this is it comes out December 22nd, and it's coming out on HBO Max simultaneously as in theaters. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. I mean, do you want to talk about the the Shang-Chi stuff? Because you think that after seeing Shang-Chi's success, the same that Sony's doing, Warner, Warner would be like, you know what? Maybe for The Matrix, we can make this an exclu- <laughs> movie exclusive. Because Matrix is like a movie that would make so much money, even during a pandemic. Yeah, I, and it's... I know that they, you know, that Warner Brothers said this, that their 2021 slate would be... Um, you know, released both, but I mean, Jesus, it's December 22nd of 2021. Push it to January 3rd of 2022, and then you don't have to put it on HBO Max. Right. I, I guess that would be like a sort of a loophole for the yeah for the for the contracts they did. Do you think they're like sort of you know annoyed seeing Shang Chi make so much money when they were like, oh man, fucking Dune is like next month. We should have fucking made Dune a yeah. theatrical only release. You think they're they're sort of feeling that regret. I I don't know. It's it's hard to say what's gonna hit and what's not. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't think you know, like we're 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 sitting here and Shang Chi just totally exceeded expectations for a pandemic film. Now, obviously, it's it didn't hit the levels that it would have hit in a non-pandemic time. But for people to continue to hold that against it is ridiculous. You've got so many theaters not open. You've got people not feeling safe going. But it did. It more than doubled what the expectations were. It set the Labor Day uh, box office record. And Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds did, you know, well, considering what its what its budget and expectations were. So those two movies have landed um, and done well. But then, you know, other movies that are are um, theatrical exclusives haven't haven't done well. Films that are. Um, going day and date uh, on streaming <clears throat> like the suicide squad didn't do the kind of money that that people had hoped for and it's frustrating because i don't know that anyone has a real good indicator of which movies are going to do well and and which is not so yeah. like part of this is sony has decided um after moving venom four or five times to move it up to october mm-hmm. 1st um which is ironically like one year after it was actually supposed to come out almost to right. the date and, uh, and and make that a theatrical exclusive like all the Sony movies are. So the the fact that Shang-Chi did well gave Sony confidence to move Venom. Um, and I don't know what the what the expected box office for Venom is going to be. I also think them moving it has to do with the insane response to the No Way Home trailer. Mm-hmm. Part of, you know, their confidence has to be Hinging on that. You're like, you know what? Fucking Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man character. Everyone fucking loves the Spider-Man characters. So maybe this can make it. The, the hottest film right now during a pandemic is a Marvel movie. This is a Marvel movie. So I guess that I guess that makes sense for them. But it, it's very um, knee-jerky. Where yeah. they just looked at Deadline and Variety and like, oh my god, okay, let's move it. Without really thinking, okay, why is this so successful? What's happening currently, you know, with the with the, with the, with the Delta stuff and whatnot? I don't know. Like knowing Sony, I wouldn't put it past them that they just fucking responded to this on a whim. Yeah, almost everything Sony does seems knee jerky, right? I mean, it's yeah. like it's like what they do. 
Worst break in the history of podcasting. Yeah, so for everyone who's going to listen to this, I'm going to edit this, but Charles just took a dump. <laughs> I, think he emergency. I think he shit his pants. It was close. You shart? Yeah. Crazy. 60-year-old Just man. enough. Yeah, well, ancient, so. <laughs> With incontinence. It's pretty bad news. All right, so, All right, so back to back to the Fox. We did the Sony Venom stuff. Um, so, yeah, so Sony seems like pretty knee-jerky. Um, uh, and Marvel has decided, I think probably based on the success of Shang-Chi, to go ahead and make Eternals a theatrical-only film as well. Um, that's, yeah. that's probably been the case the whole time. That probably hasn't really changed. Yeah, I guess it's a bummer for me <laughs> because I still haven't seen Shang-Chi and I'm still waiting for that um, Disney Plus release. So if uh, The Eternals comes out on November, probably going to watch it maybe January, I guess. And then for for No Way Home, which No Way Home is definitely going to fucking go theatrical. There's no fucking way it's going to, that shit's going to stream. So yeah, I'm looking forward to missing out. Uh, the next big MCU films. Yeah, what uh, do you even have any <clears throat> sense of a uh, a timeline for when you think theaters would be open where you are? Oh my God, uh, like I I want to say it's so bad. It's like uh, politically, it's so bad here that things are just getting worse every day. Um, yeah. the cases are so we have we have we have like um. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite sure with the numbers, but if I'm not mistaken, we we had like a for yesterday we had like an increase in twenty percent in positivity rate. So basically, we're at a point. Oh, sorry, thirty percent. So we we have a thirty percent positivity rate. So the statistic currently is that one out of three people is positive. We'll get tested. Wow. So it's it's getting fucking crazy to the point where, like, I have no clue when things are going to get better. I mean, think th- there's always an attempt to open things here. Like, uh, this week, there was a crazy attempt to reopen everything, despite us having 30,000 new cases a day. But they, oh they, my God. But, they, but they stopped that because everyone was so fucking mad. They canceled it last minute. Insane. They canceled it to the point where a lot of the restaurants, they prepared to open already. They bought food and everything, but then... Like an hour, like an like an hour before eight p.m., the government says, "You know what? We're not gonna open anymore. We're not gonna open. <laughs> we're not gonna open until like the end of the month." So all these restaurants that fucking bought food and everything now have like so much shit that they have to waste, and it, it's it's just so crazy. Yeah. So, God, I mean the the um the vaccination rates seem hopeful. I think there is like a um pre- like a like a what do you call this? Not prediction. What do you call that? Um. Like like by March of 2022, we would have at least more than 60% people vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So there is that, okay. but that's a projection. That's a word project. That's a projection that you know that might change. But like the problem here is not people not wanting to get vaccinated. I mean, I have people in my life that do not want to get vaccinated, which is fucking crazy. But majority want to get vaccinated, and it's just a matter of supply. <clears throat> so not as crazy as it is over there, but. 
still a hurdle that we have to fucking get through. So, right. Hopefully, by like if a miracle miracle happens by January, things would be open. But it's still like a crazy proje- projection to make. And it's it's wild here because it's so regional. Like there are some places right. that seem to have already that are already on the other side of the the Delta surge. Like they're already numbers are dropping pretty significantly. And then like Florida has is right around 500 deaths a day right now. 500? How much? Yeah. 500 deaths a day in Florida. Oh, my God. I thought you said 500,000. Holy shit. Oh, no. That would be everybody. Yeah, that'd be fucking... By the end of the week, it'd be fucking an apocalypse. It'd be like the episode of Marvel Zombies. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it just to make sure I'm not saying anything completely insane. But, yeah, Florida yes. was Florida was seven-day average of 350 and had 499 deaths yesterday. That's so. But let me see how much how much died today. Oh, so we had seventy nine deaths today, but confirmed new cases twenty six thousand. Wow, so crazy. Lots of recoveries though, sixteen thousand recoveries, but still, dude, fucking twenty six thousand families are yeah. have to worry about the Delta, and seventy nine of them lost loved ones. So, not a good number, regardless. So, not great. It's interesting. I mean, like. I think I told you last night. I, I don't think Australia has seen Shang Chi, and they fucking right. filmed in Australia. Yeah, filmed there. So it's it's so crazy how just how many people are missing out of the movies, but then it's also so crazy how successful the movies are like have been. So it's just it's this weird dichotomy of you know, oh it's so weird. Like like last last year when we were doing like all these podcasts during the pandemic, like we would yeah, who would have thought that Shang Chi would absolutely destroy it. Right. Right. It's crazy. Well, you know, by the time 2024 rolls around, I bet you you'll be able to get back into a movie theater. Maybe. Who knows? And then and then, and then, when you do, apparently there'll be four new Marvel movies that you can watch that year. <laughs> um, that, was, that was something that happened uh, kind of later yesterday for me. Uh, the, the studio, there was a whole big, a whole big press release. Um, about some stuff that Disney was doing, but <clears throat> first and foremost for us were four dates uh, in 2024: February 16th, May 3rd, July 26th, and November 8th. So those seem those months seem to be times that uh, Marvel likes to likes to put their stake in the ground. That's that's very consistent with um, what we're getting next year and the year after that. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's pretty nuts because we don't even know the whole 2023 slate yet. There are still three unknown films in 2023, at least unannounced, and now we've got four more un- unknown films in uh, 2024. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, 2023, 24, okay, yeah, so Feb, March, July, November. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I think, like, is it safe to say one of those is Fantastic Four? It has to be, right? I- Oh, I think, you know, you've got, in 2023, you've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and then you've got Captain, um, that's not true, it's not Captain America 4. Guardians. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Those are already given dates. Then you have Blade, Blade Captain America 4, Deadpool, and Fantastic 4, all of which, you know, we know Blade is going to film next, or actually Captain America is going to film next June, Blade's going to film next July. So you assume those are going to end up in two of those three 2023 dates. 
Mm-hmm. We don't know when Deadpool 3 and Fantastic Four are going to film. Um, but I mean, you know, those four films are going to take four of those seven slots, right? Those seven unknown slots. Right. But that means you still have three completely unknown projects going in there. And so, you know, people, are, is it a sequel to Black Widow? Is it a sequel to Shang-Chi? Yeah. Are they all three new? No, we have no idea. Like, there's so much going on um, and so many projects that they're developing at, for Disney+. Plus. But, like, I made the point yesterday, people keep waiting for superhero fatigue to set in. You know, we're going to get four films, four projects at least a year here for the next three years, mm-hmm. 2022, 23, and 24. It, it's, it's wild, man. I'm looking at the, uh, someone made, like, a... Like an infographic, and I'm I'm just like staring at the numbers here. Like it's so crazy how there is so much on deck, and these are just the films. We have fucking yeah. shows, and it's we're, we're very spoiled, especially for us. Like where every week we have like some sort of press thing with Disney. It's 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 pretty, it's a pretty wild ride. So I cannot wait to to even like imagine. Like I, I can't even imagine how crazy work is going to be for us. Like in the next few years. Yeah, assuming that we're allowed to to stay on the same path we're on right now, we'll definitely be very, very busy. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right, what's next? You're speaking, speaking of projects that they're they're developing for TV, um, one of those projects that never happened that people were pretty excited about was New Warriors. And the, just this last week, we got a look at uh, at Squirrel Girl, got, got a look at the costume, got, got a look at her in action from uh, some footage that they shot, but that we'll never, ever see, apparently. And and people actually loved it. People were pretty excited about getting their first look at that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Beagle, Beagle, I don't know how he pronounce his name. Kevin Beagle, um, he he basically dropped all the shit that he wasn't allowed to drop. Yeah. Um, I think in a spur of the moment decision because he deleted them after. None of them are online anymore. But he did sort of say some interesting stuff about what happened. Basically, an anonymous producer just thought the show was too gay. And like would not work. That's why they fucking you know canceled it. And I think a lot of people thought, including myself, that it might have been Jeff Loeb. But I think since then uh, Kevin has like said that no, it's not Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Um, it, so it, it looks like it might be um a network exec maybe from Freeform because I, I know they were supposed to be in Freeform. And we just heard like I don't know where that Freeform wasn't uh you know wasn't um doing the show anymore and they were shopping into other networks. So I guess from there. From there on, I think the show basically was in limbo. Um, yeah. But me seeing the footage, it's kind of like I don't I don't quite know why everyone's sort of losing their shit over it because it kind of looks so cheesy to the point where it feels intentionally it, like it intentionally looks cheesy and bad. Um, like, like there's a shot, there's a quick shot there of um Squirrel Girl doing like a like a cartwheel thing, and it yeah. It looks almost ironic. Like, like that's all right. The show looks ironically bad. Like, I don't know if that was intentional. I hope it was intentional because if it wasn't, then, oh boy, there'll be another interestingly awful <laughs> Marvel TV show. But yeah, it's, it's one of those projects that I kind of wish, you know, happened because I think the, I think the roster they had was pretty interesting. I mean, they had Speedball. They had, um. What's his name, Mister Immortal? And they yeah. had who is the sort of like um, who was the who was the who who was the chubby Asian guy supposed to play? Um, like um, what's oh, his name? 
I'm was gonna it, have to dig it up. It wasn't wasn't it wasn't it like a chemical based character? Yeah. Like a poison. I forgot I forgot who he was, but yeah, I, I think the cast was super interesting. I like obviously uh the the AT and T girl playing um Milana playing something. Microbe. Microbe there, yeah. So yeah, I think I think the cast looked interesting and I I, I kinda wish like if you took this cast, same actors and whatnot, and maybe brought them to a new warrior sort of Marvel Studios thing, I wouldn't complain at all because they look fucking cool as fuck. I, the, the the concept art they put out of all the comic characters together, that looks super fun. So maybe an anime show with this crew because the new warriors again is like a cool property that should be that should be done. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out. Um, certainly that group of people has, has to have moved on. Right. Like at this point you had, you had all these guys. I'm, I'm sad. No speedball. That's the biggest one for me. Um, he's a fun character and it took a really dark turn at one point, but he's, he's mostly as speedball. He's a pretty fun character. Um, so it's, pretty unfortunate that this got that this never did get it. it but it's like four years old now that was like that's how long ago that was that was 2017 so that crazy. they axed it from freeform so so crazy yeah everyone probably on that show has moved on so yeah i, I would hope so <laughs> all right what's next um it seems like what you know we're we're just a few months away from the release of Spider-Man No Way Home, if everything stays the way it is. But it seems like every day, or at least weekly, um, another one of the cast members ends up in an interview trying to deny their involvement in the film. This week, it was Andrew Garfield's turn again. And it basically, Andrew said, no matter what I say, I'm fucked. Which is a really nice way of saying, I'm in the film. Um, and I can't say anything about it. So here we, I think this is his second round through the ringer, right? Like he was very uncomfortably interviewed, uh, a month or two ago. And we've seen, uh, Charlie Cox go through it a couple of times in the past couple of weeks. And and now we're back to Andrew. And the, and the best part of it is, is it happens at a time where, uh, like a a video and (laughs) some, some stills from set have emerged showing Andrew talking to Toby um as they are both in their very distinctive spider-man costumes i mean that that fucking video was fucking crazy because it's in fucking high def there's a fucking high yeah. def um shot of you know andrew in his um i think it's in the first amazing spider-man costume which is unfortunate mm-hmm. because i hate how that costume looks compared to the second one but yeah it's, it's so weird because i like i like when I saw, I mentioned you like, is that real? You're like, probably. I was like, yeah, it must be real because Andrew looks a bit chubby on the cheeks there, which 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 is what he looks like in 2021. He did right. not look like uh, as that um as that chubby in 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 2012 or so. So yeah, he's yeah, not a kid anymore, right? So it's definitely him, and it's in high def. He's talking to someone off screen. I don't know if it's that. Uh, I don't know if, if this is an actual like um. Daily, a shot from the dailies, or he's talking to someone off, you know, off the set. But that's definitely him, and there's no running away from the questions. Well, it's and it's wild. I mean, there's still a, a huge chunk of the population that denies 
yeah. their involvement and presence in the film. And I continue to ask when I, I, I really have um, barely interacted on Twitter with those people anymore. But when I do, I just say like, hey, if it's not them, point me to some other rumors that might be true about the film. Because we know that every film has leaks and every film has rumors generated. And there aren't any rumors that exist around Spider-Man No Way Home that don't involve the multiverse and these other Spider-Men. Yeah, I'm never going to understand how people are so stubborn, especially we're like, you know, three months away from the movie. So it's so crazy. Yeah, it's I mean, we'll see. Um, there's an there's another trailer yet to arrive that will probably you would think be in theaters um, when Eternals is in theaters. So maybe that one yeah. shows up online at the end of October or something, you know, and and uh, and we'll see what they show in that. But it. It's I would never I have no idea what will be in that trailer, but I'd never put it past Sony to blow all the big surprises in the trailer. So I feel like Venom. Like I, 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 I totally imagine Sony putting like some sort of clip at the end of Venom. That would oh, just yeah, send, they could. <coughs> that, that would well, basically just, listen, you know, encourage people to just fucking watch it in the theater. With with all the all the opportunities that exist with the multiverse um and, and now we see like hey a, a, a movie that was previously a sony movie even though yes it does involve spider-man is somehow leaking into the marvel cinematic universe there's no reason to believe that sony isn't going to try to get tom hardy um to to cross over with tom holland's peter parker right i mean there's yeah. There, you know that's what they've wanted to do. You know that they want to give those two some time together on screen. So I wouldn't put it past them to have some sort of some sort of scene where Venom walks through some sort of multiverse portal and bumps into Tom Holland or yeah. vice versa. I mean, who knows? I mean, that might be due part to the confidence they have for Venom. Maybe they have something, you know, up their sleeve that would absolutely, you know, make the movie money. That may be related to No Way Home. Like, I don't know if that's the case, but that's something that Sony would absolutely do. Especially in a pandemic, where they could use all the fucking, you know, incentive for people to watch it in the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, We got a a pretty good look at a couple of stills uh, from Hawkeye uh, the other day, even though one of them... um, Haley, it's really blurry. Haley's hair's in her face. I don't know if it's Haley. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't be sure that that's Haley Steinfeld between her hair being in her face and the incredibly blurry quality of the picture. Um, no, that if you don't remember, that's a joke. The one of the stills that they released was identical to some of the video footage that we had, where it was the first time that we had confirmation of Haley Steinfeld being on set as Kate Bishop. Um, and it was really, it was really cool. I remember I, I posted this on Twitter yesterday. That was December 2nd and uh, I was home. School was, school was, uh, on, was shut down. We were all virtual. And I remember having to go to Walgreens to pick up some medicine and my phone started blowing up and I had pictures and videos and I sent them to Charles and said, holy fucking shit. We have Haley Steinfeld on set. Yeah. And I, I, I will not ever forget the excitement of that day. And it was just really cool yesterday to see that one of the official stills they released uh, was from that from that subway set where we first got those videos. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to hear more, more and more about the show 
people are sort of thinking that there may be something uh, about the show in the Emmys next week. I think the Emmys mm-hmm. are next week, yeah, like some sort of maybe first look. I feel like that is sort of um, a nice way to sort of, you know, tease Hawkeye. Uh, then again, I mean, the Emmys are next week. I'm just remembering it now. Marvel Studios does have a couple of Emmy nominations. Yeah. So that's something that's going to fucking send the MC, MCU Twitter into a, a fucking storm, let's say, if WandaVision wins. Yeah. But we, I think everyone's going to fucking melt down if Don Cheadle wins for his one-minute <laughs> role and not fucking... <laughs> And not Carl Lumbly. So it's going to be right. interesting. It's going to happen next week for Hawkeye and for the Emmys. Yeah, and, and the other still for Hawkeye, I mentioned to you before we recorded, I don't quite know how to describe it, but something about it seems to capture the the feel of the Matt Fraction run. I don't know if it's the Christmas lights, if it's the kind of cartoony-looking targets that, that they're going to shoot at, but just something about that still. It looks like they're in a basement or in a, in a training room there's a there's a heavy bag and some bows and arrows and some targets um it captures that and we know how heavily influenced it is by the fraction run so it'll be interesting as we watch it to take note of of those not just the influences on the storyline but you know the fraction fraction run had a very distinct look to it and had some very distinct running jokes um in built into it so i'm i'm curious to see how if at all, that plays into the series. It's, I mean, it's going to be interesting for me to see if Fraction or Aja get even invited to, to the premiere. <laughs> well, <laughs> will there be a premiere for uh, for this? I don't know. Right. It, it's it's going to be interesting because like I don't think I don't think there's been a property or rather a comic as definitive as the Fraction Aja run. Mm-hmm. Like it's so synonymous to the character almost to a fault where people think that's all there is to hawkeye there's so many right. like i've read so much hawkeye trades over the years i've read the one where he's with mockingbird and he fights um crossfire and all that i've read all that but mm-hmm. the fraction Azaran is just so definitive and essential to the point where it just cancels out cancels everything out yeah. So I like I feel like even at this point, because the influence is so fucking distinct and hard on this show, I feel like you might as well like, put their names on the fucking when when the credits roll. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? When call, the, when the, instead of when calling the, it Marvel Studios Hawkeye, call it Matt Fraction and David Aja's Hawkeye. Oh, like Marvel Studios Hawkeye based on the comics by Matt Fraction and David Aja. I feel yeah. like that has to be. Because again, because of how influential that show is to the uh, that comic is to the show, it feels like that should be the case. But that's clearly not going to be the case. I mean, Fraction and Oz are going to get you know special thanks in the credits. You know, five minutes into the credits, it's just going to be yeah. like that. But it's just it's just so crazy how influential that run is, and I I, I want them to get recognized for that. What's what's else? next? We've, you've got you listed Eternals magazine. What is that? I don't even know. Oh, that is uh, the shitty Eternals magazine covers. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I saw a couple of them. I quit paying attention. That's pretty, pretty fucking bad. It's like <laughs> that. That's the very interesting about the Eternals here. Now that we've seen the trailer and it looks pretty good, seeing the posters are like fucking 
That's like bad. The Somebody mock- said it looked like that the Makari one where they were just shredding the background of it. It's like like it's like even the the main poster they put out when the trailer came out. It's them fucking yeah. staring like in the desert. Like who gives a fuck? That is not indicative at all of what this movie's trying to be. I guess it's sort of them trying to go for that art house. Like look at them. They're they're in a in a like a National Geographic location. It's like okay, but also like some of the total film covers like garbage. Like it, it it it's 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 a total disservice to I'm sure what Chloe Zhao has in store for this. Like look look at this fucking Makari image. It's like the Photoshop is so bad. There's a shot of them again walking in that sort of desert with a silhouette in the background. The the lighting on their faces don't match. It's it's incredible how 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 garbage these these images are. And finally, we got. Momoa in, uh, I guess what he's is called, the Aquaman stealth suit. Um, it didn't look very stealthy since it was shot against the background of a desert and it's blue. But hopefully <laughs> when he's in water, it seems a bit stealthier than his bright orange and green suit that he would wear in the water. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of mixed with this sort of uh, look. I'm trying to, hold on, let me search it. Jason Momoa. Oh, wait. Um, James Wan. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so mixed on the fucking costume because it looks. I get that. I get sort of what um, what they're going for, like the um, '80s stealth costume. Yeah. But I don't know, <clears throat> this this sort of take on the on the costume, like you said, feels very unstealthy, and I wonder how this is gonna look like because I I, I actually don't mind the what do you call this the the main costume he has. Like I'm actually yeah. surprised how how willing they were to make it fucking orange and fucking green. So for this one, it it feels like them going back to the Snydery, you know, monochromatic stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah it's but... very it's very uh very Snydery, I guess is the best way to put it, especially without you know the the this distinct difference in the color right like you have the the bright orange and the in the green yeah. and and now you just have this very dull blue yeah and i think i think also the thing that makes it very snidery is the the texture the scaly texture that feels like a very snidery sort of thing to, to, to sort of make add mm-hmm. some crazy textures to the costume um like with the like the man of steel one is very textury um the flash one like you can actually see fucking um, Martian Manhunter has like fa- he looks like a green veiny dick, so <laughs> you know it's DC. The DC film, films seem to be all about the texture, and this is no exception. But I don't know. Right. All right, I think we're good. That's it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening this week. I will hopefully be back in the very, very near future with episode 100. Uh, could it be the final episode? Sure. We have no idea. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you as always for listening in. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.